What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm late. I'm late. For a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Hi. Yeah, good to see you, Nick. Whatever. Hi, Anna. How are you? Good. Oh, that's dope. Um, did you see my uh, Memoji? Yeah, where you were a robot short-circuiting. It was hilarious. I've never yes. seen anything better. The fuck? Uh-huh. Oh, up top? So, so early? I guess this is an adversarial episode. Nah, nah but for real, this one's going to be a really good one because um, I'm feeling good, Anna. And I'm exhausted. Well, look, it's a good thing you got me today because I am on top of the world. My health is doing great. My foot feels so much better. It's insane. My orthopedist is bad. Okay. She told me I was going to be wearing a boot for a month and then have to switch to an air cast for another few weeks. Okay. I'm not wearing anything. I put the boot on. it It was awful. It was so much more painful than no boot. Cost me $120. It was more painful? How so? Just too much pressure? It was not what I needed. My yeah. injury just was needed not that. Um, and because uh, she uh, said I had a strained tendon, uh-huh. my ankle that went down to my foot. But they notoriously don't even know how to do an MRI, so. So she sent me, yeah, this idiot had to do two MRIs. And then she's like, uh, that's what it is. Even though. Everything I was thinking about, talking to, reading about, um, 
I thought it was plantar fasciitis, which famously Mark McGuire had during the summer okay, of slam. Don't bring up Mark McGuire from the summer, summer of, of slam. slam. Oh my god! He had plantar fasciitis, and he was doing okay, seventy homers. Um, what are you, Barry so, Bonds? But but the Wait, pl- plantar if fasciitis. You, if you're a Mark McGuire, I'm Barry Bonds. Okay. I mean, Sammy Sosa would have been more relevant, but I understand. Uh, you just mean you you hit one more a few years later? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he he is the one with the record. Maybe I'll be Sammy Sosa. Asterisk. Depends. One's um, white, one's a non-specific origin if you're a white person. But the plantar fasciitis <laughs> works itself out in a couple weeks. I'm really trying to make this summer of Yeah, I'm moving past happen. it. But uh, you're the summer of slam. This, should this be the summer of slam for us? Every time we zing each other, we say summer of slam. I guess like oh, something we can talk about later. Like Sammy Sosa, I'm also bleaching my skin to know. There that. we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm not literally. Um, you famously love Silly. your people. I famously love my people. Is that what you yes. just said? Yes. <laughs> yes, famously so. If you're, if you're one of the most famous cases. Uh, Sammy Sosa looks like no, he's the, insane. A, like he died and became a ghost of himself. Yes, yes, that is exactly it. I have not heard he that. He is trying. And I want. To. I want to add to it, but I there's no reason to. He That's is. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, plantar fasciitis no. t- is so much quicker. And then, so that anyway, that's what's going on. I don't uh-huh. even need, I don't need the crutches anymore. I'm just, I'm walking heel first. It's insane. Heel first. Calm so I down. Said, I, I said to, because I did this shoot, you know, that I was afraid I wasn't gonna be able to do. Yeah. And I made this big deal about like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be able to walk. So like, I'm just gonna be stationary, but I can do it. And then I'm there, and I'm just like. So I'm like, I feel like an asshole because I don't have a big limp. And so for the first day, I was just like pretending to have one. I really put it on. But what, why didn't you just tell them like, I feel a lot better? Because I didn't even know at that point. I kind of realized throughout the day, you know, because I came with my one crutch that I've been using mostly. And then after a while, I was like, I don't. I felt like I didn't need to grab the crutch, but then I felt like I had to grab the crutch just because. Why suddenly do you not need the crutch? Were you faking this injury? What kind of psychopath fakes an injury, and then just gives up on it halfway through the day? So then the second half of the day, I'm just like having the crutch, but I'm not really using it. Is that not interesting? I thought. No, it was very I mean it's. Uh... Yeah, I mean, sometimes your foot gets better on it unexpectedly. Yeah. Turns out you just, instead of going through all that that you went through, you could have just, like, chilled out for a bit and let it get better. Uh, all that? I mean, mental anguish? Well, I mean... Oh, you mean the MRI and shit? Yeah. Yes, I, I could have done nothing. Yeah. I could have gone there and she said, this is plantar fasciitis. It sucks. Just, you can't move for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I'd be like, great. She'd be like, good night. Instead, she told me I'm supposed to get physical therapy. She gave me a physical therapist to call to set up appointments to do physical therapy for the next six weeks. I'm already better. Wow. What an asshole. I wasted so much money. I hate her. And I'm going to sue her. 
Anyway, I'm best friends with Kevin Nealon. Long story short. Oh, yeah. And I golfed and I hit my shot and everyone was really impressed. And Kevin Nealon likes you then? And he loves me. He said he would recommend me to Lorne. No. No. But that's not (laughs) – but that's all – That's but there's another thing that's going on in my career that I'm very excited. to Lorne. (laughs) Why would he say that? What are you talking about? I just thought that was so silly, the (laughs) idea of him, like, recommending, like, a 40-year-old white guy to Lorne. Like, Lorne, you really got to see this kid. He faked an injury. Yeah. He's really, really unhealthy. Yeah. (laughs) His foot hurt. No reason. He's fine. No reason. You know what? He actually, I think he might have been faking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got some real balls on him. You're really going to want to Yeah, see he's this got performer. some mental issues, but uh, he's also got half a mustache. The lower half what? of a mustache. What was this sketch for? Are you allowed to say? Oh, it was just a, it was like a 10 minute short. Um, uh, it was a branded spot for um, Callaway Golf. Oh. Apparel golf clubs, these, yeah, these golf clubs, and it's it's really funny because how'd one you point, get casted? Uh, they just asked me. Oh, they just like you. Yeah, cool. Can you believe it? And what were you saying about this moment in your career? Oh yes. So what I'm about to say to you is going to sound absolutely insane, but I assure you, I would say absolutely is, absurd because insane is. Abelist. All right, whatever, dude. I'm not doing that right now. Okay. Well, it's not like a thing you You're going to think it's absurd. Whatever. Okay. okay. But I assure you it is 100% true. Okay. And I, I swear to God, and I'm saying this to you, and you still aren't going to believe it. Okay, let me guess. You got an audition for SNL. No, much better. Ugh. I am an actor in yes. the number one comedy movie in America this past weekend. You, like it, it got watched a lot this weekend? The movie theater, um, the results, uh, you know, the movie theater, the box office, the physically going to, you know, whatever, a drive-in or a hardtop, whatever's open. Okay. I'm in the number one comedy movie in America. Uh, who's going to the movies? Oh my God, that's your question? <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. You don't have any more questions? <laughs> okay, what's the movie? Jesus Christ! <laughs> what do you want? I gotta beg you to be interested in yeah. that. I'm in the number one movie in the country. Yeah, but people shouldn't be going to the movies, Nick. I'm Not sorry, but I don't here agree. Nor there. They got drive-ins, ding dong. I don't ding-dong. agree with this. It's drive-ins. You can go to a drive-in. Okay. Don't do this. Don't, don't. Don't don't be the person commenting. Where's your masks? <laughs> <laughs> Where is your mask? You better. Nobody wear needs mask that. In that movie. That moment already happened. Shut it now. Okay. My. <laughs> Sorry, I just wish you were more into my successes. Now, my friend Travis Irvine made a movie in uh, college with uh-huh. a problematic name. Okay. It doesn't. It just. Um, you know, uh, raccoons, you know, if you abbreviate that, no. then it's murky. This was, this was 20 years ago he made this movie. And it's about raccoons, and it's not about anything else. Anyway, um, he, uh, then he, so he made that movie, and it's about a bunch of killer raccoons. And uh, he actually got uh, frozen raccoons from, mm-hmm. like, the science department 
on campus. Um, I'm sorry and, to break it to you, but this film doesn't exist on Google. Okay. Go to Box Office Mojo. Oh, it's not. I haven't even told you what the name is. Oh, I yet. thought it was called The Second Part of Raccoon. Well, it's a much longer name of that. It's like Bandit Night of the Bandits of the Night or something. It's you long. don't even know the name? This is the first movie that I'm not in. Also, the movie that I am in, I just saw it today and it has a completely different name than I've ever heard. Anyway, so he made this movie uh, and he then later sold it to Troma. The, is it Cream in, the Amer- gross indie filmmaker? Huh? America's only rock and roll magazine? Cream? Yeah. That's a magazine. It's also called Cream. What are, you, what are you talking about? It's a documentary that's apparently number one, but okay. What are you talking? Is, is the documentary is the number one comedy movie in America? What is wrong with you? Why are you? Why, why are you roadblocking me? I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> so and I'm telling you the story. So he, he sold this movie to Troma, which mostly means um, they made all the Toxic Avenger movies, Tromeo and Juliet, if whoever. But um, basically, all that means is you just give them the rights to your movie, and they give you a, and you, your friends a DVD. And then sell it, you know, but you're not going to make any money. But anyway, he made a sequel to it, and it's called Raccoons 2, Night... I don't... I can't remember because he just changed it again. Um, How can you change the movie? It's out. Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark. I mean, he's changed it since I saw it a year ago, whatever. And if you look at boxofficemojo.com, you got to go to boxofficemojo.com. And look at the weekend numbers for last weekend at boxofficemojo.com. It made like three grand. It made $3,400 because no one's going to the fucking movie theater. Is that insane? It is a no-budget movie and nobody saw it. And it is the number one comedy movie in America. Uh, I'm wow. in it. Uh, Ron Jeremy is in it. Ron Lynch, James Adomian, Jason Sines. Brent Gill, classic. Well, you do realize Ron Jeremy's been canceled, so... You know what? Actually, the day we shot with Ron Jeremy, as we were going to our cars, leaving set, um, we looked at the phone and TMZ had just reported all this stuff. I mean, but this was like two years ago and nothing happened. But then they recently brought charges against him because of it. But the info had come out that day. All right. Let's get into our show. Uh, okay. I couldn't send me the link for the box office mojo. I couldn't find it. Unfortunately, okay. I do think you might be lying. Did you go to boxofficemojo.com? Yes. Uh, then you didn't find boxofficemojo.com? No, I didn't find you on box office. Did you mojo. look at the weekend results? I don't even know how to do that. It's so confusing. Okay, here, weekend. Um, Latest weekend, July 31st through August 2nd. You click on more. Looks like 11. You're number no- 11. What the fuck? What the fuck? Wow. Well, it's still, we're still the number one comedy movie. God, are you? I don't know what The Grizzlies is, <laughs> but if it's a comedy movie, I'm going to fucking kill myself. How do you know it's number one comedy? No, it's uh, it's because we looked where all the movies were. They're not comedy movies. 
It's like Jurassic Park and Goonies oh, and The Rental. That's and- what you did? You just subtracted the movies? You were like, not technically a comedy. It's not a comedy. They're not comedies. <laughs> they either are comedies or they're not comedies. And they're not comedies. What's the big ugly sound? Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, what about Back to the Future? I've giggled at that. Yeah, but it's technically not a comedy. Well, bad news for you. You're not number one. You're number 11, you trash bag. Okay, let's I'm start number our one show. comedy movie in America. No one was deceiving you. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're so sorry. It's 14 minutes in and we have not started. I've been trying to get off this um, episode since we started talking. Look, I had a lot to say. I think our audience really loves me. And wants to hear about my life. Yeah, no, I agree. They love you. All Uh, right, guys, this is Below Deck Season 7, Episode 5. Wow. Can you You see that? What's that classification? First of all, your screen is broken. Can you see that? Read it. What's the classification for back? Sci-fi adventure. Okay. That's all I needed to know. With a side of comedy. All right, guys, Below Deck, Season 7, Episode 5. That's I'm a movie where we star. At. 15 minutes in, we finally made it to the episode. We had to listen to Nick's self-masturbate. I'm a movie star. I guess masturbating is all self, but very masturbatory. Not when it's mutual. Um, comments about how he's number one in America with no actual number one proof. In- no, oh, no <laughs> proof. You go to box office mojo. You can everyone. keep saying box office mojo as many times as you want. It doesn't box change office the fact mojo. that it was on number 11. All right. So, Joao did some shit. Let's get into it. Yeah. So, no, wait. Joao's Joao, too. Um, so, we continue with Abby being hung over after a night out of drinking. It's weird when people call her abs because that's what I call Ashton. Yeah, I know. If it is you confusing. know what I mean. But uh, yeah, she is puking up a storm and Ashton's not happy with her. And Kate is asking Courtney if she's into Brian. And Courtney says he is hot, but she isn't sure yet if she likes him. And she likes to get to know someone's personality. So, so she tries to ignore their body for now. And Abby gets on deck by 10 a.m. ish. An hour later than she was supposed to be there. That's, Ashton, like, that's like you with this recording. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't. It's not like that big a deal. But it's all about <laughs> like being intense on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets on at like 10 a.m. An hour later than she's supposed to be there. And Ashton gives the deck crew a lecture about controlling themselves. And if they can't handle drinking and working, then don't drink. Blah, blah, blah. And Abby says like she gets it. But like rules aren't really her thing. Which I say, go back to Greece. Yeah. So it's the next charter meeting with Ashton, Captain Lee, Kate, and Kevin. A doctor's coming on board with eight guests. Uh, were you able to get their likes and dizzy likes? You know what? I was. Not everyone. Uh, just the prime. McCall Sink is her name. Yeah. McCall Sink. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> I didn't write it down because I truly didn't think I heard it correctly. So I was just like, leave it alone. Yo, yo, yo. Dr. McCall Sink is a chiropractor in North Carolina who is single. I'm reading this as oh, Colin. Oh, she's not a doctor. She's a chiropractor. 
that must be how she got all this boat money. She is also addicted to chartering boats and heroin. She is bringing a group of her girlfriends to join her on this amazing trip. This young, energetic group has traveled all over the world together. They were just in Croatia in the BVIs last year. They are all big drinkers that have big old bellies and normally run out of alcohol what? on their trips. Why would you talk Sit- about their bodies under any circumstance? I don't know. I'm just reading this thing. It said they have big old bodies? Bellies. Bellies? Whatever, fool. Sydney is McCall's right hand, and they travel everywhere together. She's an event planner, so she enjoys planning her trips. Rachel is McCall's spirit animal and an executive at a sales tech company. Problematic. Also coming is Rachel's very good friend, Sarah. She works in marketing and is one of the youngest in the group. Still with a big belly, though. She loves to What? That's what it says. No, it doesn't. Come on. She loves to travel and experience new things. Brandy is a realtor and a business brand developer and has been friends with McCall for years. These are the worst job descriptions I've ever heard on this show because none of them make any money. They are known for getting in trouble when they are together. McCall's friend Jesse has an 18-month-old baby, so that explains her big belly. No! No! The fuck is <laughs> She's wrong with you? Forward to be a monster. She's a tr- she's a travel junkie and cannot wait to cross Thailand off her bucket list. Elizabeth, who goes by Cole, don't ask. Runs a law firm in the city what? and loves to party. Midori grew up in Japan and moved to Boston five years ago. She works in advertising and is beyond excited to be included in this group. Oh, they can't wait to eat amazing food, jump off the slide, and drink, 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 drink all those drinks into their big old bellies. Stop! <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so Monster. that's them. Their itinerary requests, you know, all the water stuff. She wants to be served drinks in the water. Yeah. Uh, sunset cocktails, tasting menu dinner on night one. That happened. Captain Lee night two hasn't happened yet. Yoga. They want to do yoga. Yeah, I can't wait for the yoga scene. Hey, if you see a yoga scene, guys, make sure to open your eyes wide and look for the yoga scene. Why are you being so shady? I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, so here we are with Nick. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, she's single. Bringing a group of girlfriends. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm a kind of a movie star now. Yeah, shut up. So Kevin is talking to Captain Lee, and Captain Lee's like, presentation will be a big thing for these ladies. And I wasn't super impressed by your previous presentation. And Kevin's all like, um, what? And, and Captain is like, you should be blowing their socks off. He's just fucking butthurt about his meal. Well, yeah, that's what Kevin's all defensive. And he's like, Captain Hurt's just butt, Captain Butthurt. Captain Lee's just butthurt about not getting that, <laughs> getting a course at that last dinner. But I'm going to show him now. I'm going to be like, bing, 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 bing. That's the winner bell for, uh, this is what Kevin wants for himself from Captain Lee. But uh, unfortunately, he won't get it. No, I'm just joking. Uh, so Tanner says it's awkward now with Kate because everyone blew up their date and all he wanted to do was sleep with her. And wow, 
What a time to be alive. Let's mm. take a quick commercial break because I need to shit. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life, you know that. His business is failing, his house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. That was, guys, that was a 73-minute break. (laughs) I've just been waiting for her to get off the can. Wow, you guys. she left the door open. I'm not done. She left the door open, and let me listen. (laughs) I'm not done. (laughs) There's a lot going on in there, let me tell you. I'm not done. (laughs) You're an (laughs) idiot. (laughs) This is... In the acting biz, they have what I, uh, they call what I have uh, an ego. Yeah, no, shit-o. <laughs> uh, this is such a goofy app. <laughs> goofy doofy, you know me. So Abby says she was naive thinking her boyfriend and her were just fuck buddies, but they actually have something really special. And bringing around all these hot dudes has made her realize that she's not attracted to anyone else. And she wants her... Captain Patrick. Now, if I say hot girls, like if I look at a bunch of girls and I go, wow, they're all hot girls. Guess what? That means I'm attracted to them. I can't say, I can't truthfully say, hey, those hot girls over there, they're not hot. Those attractive girls over there, I'm not attracted to them. You can't legally say that. That's like calling oat milk milk. I'm really confused. It's a non-dairy oat drink. So you're what are you confused about? Like, what? what's the point you're trying to make? How so? I, uh, with what? Like, what, point? what you're saying with, like, oh, the girls. If I say if I say something, I've if I'm done saying it, I've immediately forgotten it. I look forward, not back. Cool. Okay, well, <laughs> this is miserable. I really uh, thought I explained it. I, you didn't... You, <laughs> 
anyway, I think our listeners, I think 100% of the listeners understand what I mean. Hey, if you guys understand, then I understand. So Abby gets a bunch of texts from her boyfriend and then goes to tell Courtney and Simone that, like, I just got like, engaged over a text. Ah! And Courtney's like, you got engaged over text? Ugh, my eyes are rolling all the way over. Her response was incredible. It needs to be a meme. Who, she Abby's? is congratulating her, and her face is not. You're talking about Abby. Or no, Courtney. No, Courtney. Yeah, no, Courtney thinks it's fucking... Uh, her face was just classic. I, I was a big fan of it. I can't... Courtney genuinely is like, fuck your fucking cell phone text proposal. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Wow, on a text. Oh, great. And you love him? Yeah, and you, because before today you hadn't mentioned him? (laughs) But you're engaged now from text. Meanwhile, and, Courtney won't kiss a guy unless he's proposed to her. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, but it's still like, uh, it's definitely like, oh my God, I'm like so chill that like my boyfriend proposed to me over text. And I was like, perf, I like it this way. Yeah, this is actually how I want it. I want a guy who I'm fuck buddies with for two years, who probably I tried to get with, and he was like, nah, babe, I'm living that boat life, dog, and I'm your boss. So if I have two of you, I'm going to fuck both of you. And then she leaves, and then all of a sudden he's like, I love you? And she's like, I love you too. (laughs) So she's just been straight up in love with this guy, unrequited for two years, and then he texts her to marry him? Yeah. That's some fucking... That's not right. Well, she said she didn't realize she was in love with him. Until he texted that he loved her. He's like, we just like casually said I love you to each other, LOL. And then he was like, do you want to marry me? And I was like, LOL. I do. This is, she's got some uh, deep psychological issues. She's obviously got some trauma in her past, and you LOL. can really you can tell that she's really keeping it in her hair. Oh my god! What the fuck? What? You think she keeps trauma in her hair? Yes, she needs to shave her hair off. Um, what what kind of a doctor are you? Oh, a doctor of hairology. Hairology. Okay, thank no, you. No, hairology. Hairology. Horology. Not yes, hairology. Thank yes, thank you for um I, I guess some yeah, in some circles you. they would call me a barber. Oh, okay. So you're like barely a hairologist. No, remember you know, like in uh, the in, in the, the old ages, in the old olden times, in the middle ages. What? You know, barbers were doctors. Were they really? Mm-hmm. Because I've seen period pieces. Hey, Siri. Were barbers doctors back in the old ages? Okay. I found this on the web. Or where did Uber's doctors back in the olden ages? This is about Ubers. Okay. 
Thank you. <laughs> this is useless. Hmm. We're Uber's doctors. Please search. All right. Anyway, uh, Abby tells everyone, she tells Kate, and Kate says, millennials are so cute because there's like no big proposal, just a casual text. A barber surgeon, I'm sorry, a barber surgeon was a person who could perform surgical procedures including bloodletting, cupping therapy, pulling teeth, and amputation. Barbers could also bathe, cut hair, shave, or trim facial hair, and give enemas. The surgeon came with the army at war but could be used by individuals in peacetime. There you go. All right. He could, so, he could uh, give you a haircut and cut your leg off. Kate thinks millennials are cute because they just propose over text. Uh, and I just want to say that's not all millennials. Uh, you've not met some basic bitches I am friends with. Who made a real big mean? to-do on our Instagram about their proposals. About their proposals? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been invited to participate in a, a flash mob proposal? No. It's a beautiful night. You're looking for something dumb to do. Hey, baby. You remember that one? Is it this dancing juice? And then they had the dancing Jews. For the line, dancing juice. You remember that? It was like in the back of the chat. It was so good. You're going to cry. You're going to cry. Look it up. All right, so uh, Kevin gets a call from his sister, and he's feeling very emotional because I guess he just watched that video, and he needs support. <laughs> <laughs> he he's got yeah. He needs support, uh, and he was—he says he was the only boy growing up with three older sisters and a tight knit family, and he was the baby of the house, and he thinks he still is. And then he tells her what Captain Lee said to him and that he's struggling and considering quitting. And his sister tells him not to let it bother him because he's still good at cooking and he's not a quitter. And he's like, you're right, sister. Uh, And then it's the next day. And guess what? Kevin wakes up super early to work on his tasting menu of 10 courses to try and impress Captain Lee and the guests. And Tanner now is feeling sick and throwing up. And having you Tanner always says Jiminy Cricket and Jesus Christmas whenever he's flustered. No. He always says Jiminy Cricket. Then he'll say Jesus Christmas. Is he Mormon? Mm, no. Jesus Christmas? Um, what? Christmas. Christianity. Oh, my God. We got a real dummy around here, you guys. You think oh, Mormons movies. don't celebrate Christmas? I don't give a shit. Well, they do. Do they? Yes. Prove it. Siri, do Mormons celebrate Hey, Siri, do Mormons celebrate Christmas? According to mormonrules.com, in truth, Mormons are big fans of celebrations, and a study of church history shows that Mormons were always celebrating something. Christmas, of course, is a very important celebration for Mormons because it honors the birth of the Savior. All right, why don't you leave the Christianity to me? <laughs> MormonRules.com. <laughs> That's a lot different than Mormon. They said a bunch rule. of vague shit before they said that. They were like, yeah, of course, everyone loves celebrations. Celebrations <laughs> yeah. are a way of life. 
They enjoy cakes yeah. and drinks. It's like, are you actually going to bring up Christmas at any point? <laughs> oh, what was your original answer, Christian? <laughs> what was your original Christmas? Uh, <laughs> that was so stupid. And don't you know, they love to party. And so <laughs> they party. <laughs> if you're thinking about joining our faith, just know it's mostly parties. <laughs> Instant friends. That was so great. God, we're on content fire this episode. Um, that means we're being fired because our content oh, sucks. Our content's bad, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's the morning. Abby tells the deck crew. Bro, another decades? Put it on the content fire over there. That's what they call Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that's true. It's a fucking shit show. Yeah, so Abby tells the deck crew that she's getting married, and Ashton thinks it's very bizarre because he's like, I was just trying to hook up with you, and now you're engaged? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, you're not wrong, Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's weird as fuck. Yeah. She's like, yeah, he just like texted me, LOL. So uh, everyone's working on flipping the boat before the guests arrive, and yeah, they hear shrieking, and that's the noise of guests coming. So, but on her old boat, if she didn't want to do something, she just fucked her boss. Right. And then, so she left, and her boss is like, damn, dude, there's nothing to stick my dick into. Let me freaking find if I can find, get that girl back here. I guess I'll tell her I'll marry her and then just keep fucking her. Yeah. Uh, no so way. Like They're going to be engaged for 14 years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, the guests are arriving and they can't stop shrinking. And Kate says that she loves all women charters because they're just loose and they just want to drink and have fun. And Abby doesn't have her radio on again, which is making her basically the new June. And the guests are already sexually harassing the uh, deck crew. And they've been on for like, what, five minutes? But Tanner has to take a break because he doesn't feel well. They feel so entitled to it. Well, they're paying. And it's not like Captain Lee will ever step in and be like, leave these men alone. It's very gross. It's yeah. like um, Terry Gross, but, you know, different. Mm-hmm. But rhymes, so, you know, you understand. The guests sit down for lunch, and Kevin says he had some weird sexual fantasy involving Noki, but now it's ruined because of Captain Lee, apparently. And Ashton asks Abby to get to help get water toys out, but she's distracted talking to all the guests, and he's not happy about it because she's being like, "I'm from Boston, Boston," <sighs> and those girls are like, "Woo! Actually, we recently moved there." Yeah, she's like, "Boston, guilty." She's like, "Fucking Mark Wahlberg, like, go do your fucking job, dude." Truth. Cool. <laughs> Sorry to get so serious. <laughs> Sorry to raise my tone while talking about Mark Wahlberg. Brian thinks Ashton is coming on a little strong with Abby because he thinks he's jealous of her engagement. But Ashton says she's just more distracted distracted, and her work ethic hasn't been great before. So now this is just going to be more issues that they're going to have to deal with to try and get her to be more focused. But whatever. So uh, the guests start playing with the water toys and Kate offers an escape for Simone from the laundry. And she says, if you're down there too long, you start to lose the pep in your steps. So she sends her up to work in the galley. And Kevin is talking to Kate about his 10 course meal. And he says that he needs to focus and can't handle anyone talking 
in the galley while he's going through it all. And Kate's like, ah, I'm learning every meal is a roller coaster of Kevin's ego. And this is Kevin's boat, and we're all just on it. I, they gotta pick a lane with these fucking chefs. Either people are only on board for the food, and the food is the only thing that matters, or the chef is an egomaniac. It can't be both. Yeah. Yeah. It is, he is the only important person right now. Everyone's got their stupid jobs that they have to do the same fucking way every time. And this guy has to create a fucking masterpiece for people with different tastes every five seconds. He is more important than you. Jeez. Someone's it's true. To suck Kevin's dick. You fold laundry. Go do it and let him create art. You done? Yeah. So everyone's prepping for dinner Tired. service as the guests are probably need to take a nap from themselves. Why don't we take? Let's take a break. I want to take a nap, and we'll be back in uh, another seventy-three minutes. All right. BRB. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life, you know that. His business is failing, his house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Back, back, back. Call the queen. We're both tired. So yeah, everyone was prepping for dinner service. Courtney says when you're when you're doing service, time flies, but when you're in the laundry room, time drags. And she says usually her boyfriend does her laundry, not her. And Abby said, I don't want to hear it. And Abby says she hasn't had any breaks that day. And she started at 6 a.m. And on a sailing boat, they just have one paddleboard that never gets deflated. And here it's just too much because everything needs to be inflated and deflated and inflated and deflated. And it's just never ending. It is true. (laughs) It's so stupid. What happened to her? Did a bug eat her brain? 
No, I think this is how she's always been. She just used to like chill sailboat off. Oh my God. Get out of here. She needs to marry CJ. Yeah. First seasons, CJ famously didn't like to wear shirts. Uh, open relationship. Yes. So uh, Captain Lee says he's expecting Kevin to really deliver dinner that night. And a 10-course tasting menu is tough, and things can go very south very quickly. But if he doesn't step it up, then he'll fire him. And the guests are seated for dinner, and the dinner service has started. And so far, they're loving every course of this tasting menu. Oh, they are loving this dude's donk. Yeah, yeah, they are. And Abby calls her boyfriend to talk about getting married, and she says he is always on her mind now. This guy didn't need to make any food. He could have given him some Doritos and then gone out there and give, given each one a kiss on the lips, and they would have been like, this is the greatest meal I've ever had. They're just oh, horny. They're they don't little give a fuck like about that. the food. They're also these basic ass... You know whenever they're like back in whatever like fucking you know Boise city they live in they just go to fucking chilies every night these people are not sophisticated people these people are not accomplished people and i, I don't think these people uh th- these people are appreciating all 10 courses mm. um i just don't have a lot of respect for them i think they love it and they're enjoying oh. it, and this is exactly what they paid for. So you need oh. to tone it down. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to change. Yeah, you should. Okay. You should change everything about yourself. Yeah. Don't leave Don't leave one stone unchanged <laughs> in you. Okay. <laughs> it's funny the sun goes down in your closet, just gets darker and darker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we usually record much earlier. Yeah, Nick made us record at 10 p.m. today. <laughs> I was busy in Hollywood. Oh, Jesus Christ. You have COVID. So um, <laughs> I probably do. Me and all the other Tom Hankses. Abby calls her boyfriend to talk about getting married, and he says that he's always on her mind now. And Courtney says... Uh, when she thinks about her last meal on earth, it would be 10 courses. And that is the only time she would want 10 courses because it's just way too much. I love her yeah, it's, subtle it's shade. It's a pretty good line. And the guests are hoping for a strip tease and they tell Kate and Kate tells Ash- Ashton, he's like, I've hung up my G-string already, but he like can't help but thrust his, his hips anyway because he loves it. And I don't Ash- like this. What? I don't like this. Like what? Them asking him to strip. Because you're homophobic? What? No, I'm saying if a guy asked a, a, one of the women to strip, it would be awful. Mm-hmm. Why, why is this fine? I don't know. There's clearly double standards. But yeah, so Ashton said when he was younger, he did some male reviews, so it comes to him naturally. And Captain Lee says Kevin has made a step in the right direction for this dinner, and he can't wait to judge him on the next night when he joins the guests for dinner. Captain Lee, get out of this episode. You got nothing to do here. You made a great dinner. You know, Go to your fucking private cabin. He's always and chill like out tonight. right behind the wall in the corner of the kitchen, Fuck like out of here. watching fucking Kevin. Like, false. How you make? Did you make the that meal? You better not have broken the he's divot. Always like. Watching from a corner, like just one yeah. eye peeking out. Like, get out. You're right. Get he's the just fuck like out ceiling cat. Yeah. Above him cooking. Yeah. He's just like, 
I hope you don't fuck up because I'll fire you. And it's just like, get out of here. I've got a plane ticket for you, Kevin. It truly is, like you said, a storyline that could have been cut from this episode. (laughs) Nobody cares. No one cares. (laughs) There was no problems with that dinner. It was great. It's just like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you think you can do 10 perfect courses in a row? Well, I'll see if you could do an 11th tomorrow. Well, that's what Ashton is the 11th course. And he comes oh, out and he's shit. like, "Ladies, I'm going to teach you the fundamentals of a lap dance. Fundamentals of a lap dance." And he just proceeds to grind one woman and be like, "And then you put your arm on your chest." And the women are dying and Kate says, "You can take the boy out of the strip club dance group, but you can't take the strip club dance group out of the boy." Yeah, that took way too long for her to say that. She was like, you can take You don't have to do the this. Strip club. It's like, Thank you. Please don't do this. So do um second even- take on <laughs> Even Courtney is shook by the lap dance that he gives one of the guests. And Ashton says he's very aware that his dance probably bumped the tip up with that performance. Oh Jesus. Yes, baby. And then That's Kevin unquantifiable though. <laughs> That's what I keep, you know, it's like if he just say no, they'd probably be like, "Oh shit, did we offend him? Let's give him 25,000." But then he danced and they're like, "Ooh, that's great. Yep, 20,000." Yeah. If you act offended, I think people tip more. If you're like, "You oh, you didn't enjoy yourself." You're like, "Well, that's I left that in my old life." Um, I'm married with a child now and I could not be rubbing up on you. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to call my wife and tell her that I love her because this technically is cheating. And she's like, Sandy, I'm falling in love with you. What? (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) They really ham-fisted that one in there. The person that you were talking about called Sandy. They Their did. wife. Oh. To be like, they want me to do a striptease Sunday. Oh, Ashton. Well, whoever you were referencing. I was doing Ashton. I thought you could. Tell. Oh, well, Ashton is married to Sandy in this oh, scenario. That's nice. Sorry, okay. Joao. <laughs> oh, no. Joao got dumped again. He got cheated on again. <laughs> oh, my God. Every season. He falls in love and loses them. Oh, no. Now I feel bad for that hypothetical situation. Just kidding. Fuck the ice, man. So Kevin uh, literally pats himself on the back for proving himself with his 10-course meal. And uh, Brian is helping Courtney in the galley, but Ashton's annoyed because the deck still needs to be mopped. And uh, Brian is out here just hanging out in the galley and working there and not working on deck. And Brian comes out and Ashton lectures him a little. And Brian's like, that's unfair. They literally have the exact same voice to a point where I'm like, who is saying what? Who is saying what? Yeah. It's like, which one of you is Joao? Exactly. And he's like, it is unfair because the work's still not technically done. And I don't plan on going to bed after that. I was going to come on and finish my work. And Ashton's like, it's a buildup of Abby not working and Tanner not feeling well. And I feel like the wheels are falling off. 
And then Brian apologizes to Ashton and Ashton says it pains him to speak to Brian like this. And Brian feels like that he has been working the hardest and pushing himself and doesn't understand where all this animosity is coming from. And honestly, this storyline can go fuck itself. And it's <laughs> the next day. Uh, yeah. Someone just got proposed to on text. Can we get back to that? Yeah. I don't care about your guys' like weird South Africa boy problems. But we are brothers. <laughs> And we, we both unite to hate Zimbabwe. <laughs> and then in the night, we will take our elephant bones and we will cross the border into Zimbabwe. Yes, the two of us were the ones that attacked Joao's mother. That's a storyline. That's a storyline. That, I think, would be the final straw that we get canceled. <laughs> it's us insinuating that Ashton <laughs> The final Brian... straw. You're saying that like we have straws, like yeah. anyone's paying attention. <laughs> Ashton and Brian go back in time. Whoa. It would explain a lot because they'd be like, wow, Joao's a bad person. He treats women poorly. So let's go back in time. Whoa. They would have created the jo- uh, Joao who's here today. It's a circle, man. By wow. going and beating his mom because he's so shitty to women and like so much ego, they created the Joao who is shitty to those women. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow, right. Because it doesn't make any sense why he's nice now. But how did he get fixed? That's the question. How did he get fixed? What the fuck? Yeah. Now no, he's he got, nice to women. He got fixed because Brooke cheated on him and then Sandy cheated on him. Oh, it's because he saw what he was doing to other people. Yeah, and he yeah. felt it. And he yeah. vowed never to make anyone else feel the way yeah. he feels right now. I understand. I understand. But it was too late because Ashton and Brian had already gone back in time. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. Time. Time is interesting like that. We've uh, really uh, created yeah. a scenario that is so deeply unnecessary. But anyway, uh so the guests well, are you are- talking about we talk about the show every day. I think we could talk about well, I think we could do whatever we, we can go on a couple of tangents. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, they're, they're dark, but you're right. Let's let's live a little it's season seven. I'll never forget like uh, one of our first reviews where it was like, uh, these people like Talk about other stuff than just the show. And I fucking hate that. Yeah. Well, You're like, I only want to hear people talking about Below Deck all the time. Dude, I don't want to know about their personalities. Yeah. I just want them to read transcripts of the show. <laughs> I mean. And I have worked very hard to start doing that. But unfortunately, <laughs> I'm blacklisted by Bravo. <laughs> anyway, uh, the guests are having breakfast and talking about enjoying Kevin's cream and the, they're being so nasty wee. and Ashton talks cream magazine mm-hmm. and Ashton talks to Brian about the night before his tiff and between them to clear the air and Ashton says it's hard to manage everyone and his own emotions and Tanner says he's still feeling sick and he wants to relax and watch cartoons because he's a big cartoon guy and then he's like Rick and Morty Spongebob family guy I don't care and he says, but the guests don't care if you're sick, so you just got to work and get through it. Kate puts Simone on service with her that day, and Simone's excited because she's been working on yachts on and off for two years, but she's mostly been doing housekeeping, and she has a lot more to learn on service, so she's pumped to be involved in that. And 
Ashton is talking to Tanner and Abby about how they need to become more detailed because their heads are in the clouds. And Tanner agrees. But Abby knows he's talking about her. And she says they're not all like Ashton. They can't just he can't just expect them to all to he can't just expect them to all be Iceman like him. And Abby says that she wants to keep being positive, but it's hard. Then Abby tells Tanner and Brian that she is eating a lot because she's so depressed and doesn't like the vibe here um, and isn't even she said it is even close to what she likes to do and she just wants to get past it. But it's at that point where she can't. And Brian's like, don't worry, that's normal. It's, it's always up and down. And Courtney overhears in the laundry room and then tells Kate that Abby isn't liking the job. And Kate thinks that it's because she just got engaged. It's a lot of emotions. And she's not depressed. She's just a brat. Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- she's not a brat. She's just, I think, stupid and lazy. Stupid and lazy. Hmm. Yeah, like me. Hmm. Yeah. So the deck crew is working on uh, putting the water toys out. Uh, and the guests are riding the jet skis with the deck hands. And Abby and Brian are putting up the slide. And he's lecturing her about not having her head in the game. But it's not clear because she's standing right next to him and trying to help him. But she keeps being like, I don't understand what you need me to do. And he's like, you are not, you don't have your head in the game. You know what you're doing. You're not paying attention. And she's like, I just don't understand. Um, I've been there before. Mm. And uh, Abby's like, I'm going to go down and get my sneakers because it was hot on the deck. And then she starts crying in her room. And Simone is comforting her. And she says, I just need to quit this job. I just need to get out of here. I'm so unhappy. And that's where the episode ends. And I think next episode... She quits. Yeah, honestly, the way she was talking, I thought it was going to be this episode. I th- or at least, you know, the way they do at the end where it's like, uh, Captain, I've got something to say to you. And he's like, does Kevin have my food yet? And she's like, this does not involve Kevin. I'm Abby. Ah, I'm going to get that chef, that wily chef. Um, I don't like it here. Ah, the food? I knew it. Nobody likes his food. And then they, they would be like, next time. Next time on... On Below Deck. Regular. Nothing that matters. hmm Well, Boat Facts? Oh, yeah. Boat Facts! All right, time for Boat Facts with Nikki oh, yeah. T. Definitely, definitely. So, um, we all know that the thing that make makes boats float, do you know what it is? Do you know what m- makes boats float? Um, no. Boats float because they are less dense than water. According to the scientist Archimedes, the weight of the water displaced by an object is equal to the weight of that object. Isn't that incredible? Wow. And that's Boat Facts. We'll see you guys next week. We talked enough. Good night. Wow. Okay, well, that's pretty good boat facts. That's actual boat fact. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> How dare you? Well, I'm just saying, it's been a while since you had. It's been a while. Good boat fact, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We're sorry that episode was a shit show. I'm not really that sorry. Fuck. Sorry, off. it was a great episode. It was the best it's episode fun. we've ever done. Yeah, I know. It was I... pretty hilarious. It's because I smoked a little weed before. A little more chill, a little more fun, loving. Also, Nick's a movie star. Forty-five minutes later, where Holy Nick? Shit. You know, I forgot. Where? Sometimes I forget. It's like every time I remember it, it's like I've, I'm feeling it all over again for the first time. Like Welcome. I'm a movie star. You're a movie star, raccoon Denzel Six, Raccoon Six, fight for the raccoon. Town. Nick, yeah. 
<laughs> Nick, you just throwing your name in the title? Yeah. Fight for the Nick <laughs> Raccoon Town. <laughs> Nick Whatever. Turner. But uh, yeah. yeah, follow us at Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review. Oh my God, how much did you love this episode? Leave us a five-star review for it. Follow me at Anna Hostian. Nick is at Nick's Turners. And check out our merch on Public. You saw in our posts on our Instagram, people are buying it. Be one of those people. If you buy one and you send a photo, we will literally post a photo on our socials. And also, if you give us a five-star review, we will literally read it out loud on the show and call you out. Uh, not call you out, like, we're calling you out, but, like, shout you out. All right, I have to go. It's late. Nick won't let me eat dinner. I just, I have a 10-course meal to attend to. So, bye. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. Get in zone, AutoZone. So what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.